Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the Emmy goes to... 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family! Feet! Homeland. Shit's Creek! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Next Best Series podcast, where we talk about television underneath the Next Best Picture umbrella. Here to join me today for another month of TV watching, I have Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And also joining us is Amanda Spears. Hello. So, Amanda, first time that you're on one of these types of television-specific episodes with us. I guess really for our listeners right now, what kind of a television watcher are you? Are you awards focused? Do you watch what you like? Do you watch sporadically throughout the entire year or just certain parts of the year? Like what, what, what kind of a television watcher would you describe yourself as? A little bit of both. I think uh, I, I definitely try to keep my eye on the awards shows, but you know, no matter how focused you are, you're always going to miss one. Yeah, I totally understand that. But um, yeah, I, I, I watch what I like. Sometimes that turns out to be what everybody else likes. So it, it really just depends on the mood. Sometimes I just watch an old show because I know what's going to happen and there's no surprises. Yeah, I have found that it's been incredibly tough for me to go back and watch old shows I try to watch new shows wherever I can. I, I try to follow the buzz, you know, as it were. And right now, currently at this time, the buzz is with two television shows that everyone is currently talking about right now. We're going to touch upon these two shows. And then of course, anything else that you and Michael have also been watching uh, during this time. And then because this is our only podcast for the month of January, and the first week of February are the nominations. We're actually going to go over our predictions for Golden Globe and SAG television categories. We usually save the film categories for uh, the Next Best Picture podcast. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to find out where both of you have your predictions set. I know that you guys typically tend to look at these categories in advance. I know I do as well. But I'm excited to hear from you two, especially you two specifically, since you're such experts at this. So the two shows I'm referring to right now that are at the tip of everyone's tongue are Apple TV's Ted Lasso and Disney Plus's WandaVision. These two shows are getting a tremendous amount of online buzz and reactions from everybody. I'm curious to know if you two have caught up with them. Michael, have you caught up with these two shows and what else have you been watching? I have. I, I feel like I was one of the first people to catch up with Ted Lasso back in the summer when it premiered. And I saw what it was doing and was hooked right away with Jason Sudeikis and his charming performance and the style of comedy it was uh, working with. I was really impressed with it and kept telling people on our Next Best Picture team, hey, you really need to check this out. I think this is going to be a big breakout hit. Well, why do you think it's only catching on now, do you think? I think people just, you know, were busy during late summer, early fall with some other things. And then when you get to the holidays, you have time to catch up with TV. 
And that's what a lot of people were doing. It's a, I think it's eight episodes. Each one's about half an hour. So it's an easy watch. And people just wanted something lighter for the holidays and uh, signed up for Apple and decided to watch it. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. There were a lot of Apple subscriptions over the holiday season, for sure. So that might also have a role to play in there. Now, what do you think of WandaVision? So here's the thing with WandaVision. And if you don't know my history with Marvel, it's basically that I saw the Marvel movies up until The Avengers in 2012. And of course, I saw Black Panther and a few of the others since. But I have really removed myself from caring about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think they're well done. They're just not for me. But I wanted to see what WandaVision looked like because I'm a big fan of classic sitcoms and the uh, format itself. So I wanted to see what they were doing. And my take on the first two episodes is that I appreciate that Marvel is branching out and attempting to try something new. But as a sitcom parody, I don't think it's doing anything particularly unique or different from what we've seen before. And as a pure Marvel property, I simply don't care about it as just another cog in the machine. So I may continue on for a little bit longer just to see what it looks like. But I have to say, I'm not really that impressed so far. Oh, see, now I watched the first two episodes of this and I was very, very impressed. I thought that the style recreation of these 1950s sitcoms was done brilliantly down to the shot selection choice, the sound, the laugh track, the slapstick comedy that uh, both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen were uh, utilizing. I I thought they were just absolutely fantastic. And Catherine Hahn was great as well. Uh, Episode two, I will admit, I didn't think it was as strong as the first one. And I am starting to see that eventually what's going to end up happening, I'm sure, is this whole black and white 1950s sitcom. We're probably going to be leaving that pretty soon, I'm guessing. And that's where I definitely lose interest. But even if it were a show that just stayed in that you know, sitcom parody format. We have seen that time and time again. And I'm not saying that this show doesn't do it well. It's fine in what it does, but it's not doing anything different that we haven't seen on like the episode of Will and Grace last year. That was a parody of I Love Lucy. But how many fans of the MCU watch Will and Grace? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star. This is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. So for a lot of them, this is their first exposure to that sort of thing. Right. But I'm not going to give this an extra pat on the back just because it's doing what NBC was doing years ago. No, that's fair. I totally respect that. I think what it is doing, though, is it is opening up maybe people's eyes to, you know, this subgenre, if you will, for the first time in some cases, especially for, 
younger audience members. So, and, and if that's what it takes, that's fine. You know, it does a fine job yeah. of the recreations. You can see the money on display. But, you know, if you've seen all these shows before and you're just coming to it to watch, like I've seen every episode of I Love Lucy and MASH and, you know, All in the Family, all the Norman Lear shows that this Dick Van Dyke, you know, everything that this show is like alluding to. Like if you're a student of the sitcom, this isn't going to really do anything meta or new for you. Amanda, what about you? Did you get a chance to check it out? I have no interest in watching that. Okay. Well, I know you're I know you're a Ted Lasso fan. You want to talk about that? I love Ted Lasso. I caught on to it early, made my top 10 list. I think it was so smart because we didn't see a lot of soccer or football. And then you get to that final episode where you're like, come on. And it really, really was great. Sudeikis was amazing in that with a, just a great supporting cast. I really loved loved it. And I think it it's really going to start making its marks at the Golden Globes. But I've been watching Bridgerton, so. That was the other show I was going to bring up. I have not gotten a chance to watch this one yet, but that's another one where there's been a lot of social media buzz around this one. Shonda did it again. Girl can get it. <laughs> Michael, have you watched Bridgerton yet? I watched uh, the first episode because I knew Julie Andrews was involved in it and I wanted to see how she was utilized. And I have to say, her narration is very amusing. Uh, I didn't watch beyond that, but I might return to it as we get closer to some other awards because it was entertaining enough, but it didn't like you know, necessarily grip me. So we'll see. I, I, I think it was doing what it set out to do very well. But my first thought when I saw it was, well, I guess we know who's winning an Emmy this year for narration. Cause oh, I good point. I didn't her. even think about that. She, yeah. as like the orator of gossip, just completely juicy. I loved, love, 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 love her. I mean, it's one of it had like one of the biggest premieres for a Netflix series. Yeah. Like I said, the popularity is definitely there for it. The other show that, that a lot of people are talking about right now is The Flight Attendant. Oh, I forgot that that ended. Yes. And Amanda, did you watch the whole show? I, I did. And I thought like, you know, here's an actress. Yeah, I thought she I thought it was really funny. I think it's smart. And I think Kaylee Cuoco was amazing in it. And yeah, she is her. really good. Yeah, she was one of the first actors. She's like when it, she never got any attention for um, Big, Big Bang. Bang. So it, it'll be nice if she could finally get some recognition herself. Definitely. I just started the show myself. I'm only on episode two right now. And one of my TV confessions is, you know, I just called myself a student of the sitcom. I should have clarified like classic sitcom because I have actually never seen a single episode of the Big Bang Theory. Wait, what? It's so good. Never, never seen a single episode. How? <laughs> yeah, seriously, how? With the amount of TV I, I, you the, watch? The final 30 seconds before Samantha B. But I've never sat down and watched a single episode of The Big Bang Theory. I know everything about it. I know who's on it. I know Sheldon and, you know, Maya Bialik. But I've never oh, watched you have to watch it just entirety. the brilliance of Jim Parsons. But I, I watched uh, The Flight Attendant, two episodes in so far. And I think Kelly Cuoco is really excellent. I think she's going to be a top-tier Emmy contender as we get uh, deeper into the season. I think the style is unique. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm entirely gripped so far, but, you know, I want to go back for episode three. So maybe that's you know doing something. But we'll see. You know, I wish I had more of a fully formed opinion. But uh, maybe by the next time we talk, I'll say, oh, this is the greatest show. You'll have to watch it. It's a pretty entertaining watch. I, I would recommend it. Matt, have you seen any of it yet? Of The Flight Attendant? No, that and Bridgerton are two that I have not been able to catch up on. 
Well, I just finished a show last week that I think the both of you would enjoy quite a bit. And it's a very easy watch. It's on Netflix. And quite honestly, I didn't even know it was dropping until like the day before it uh, released. And it is from a little up and coming director named Marty Scorsese. Maybe you've heard of him before. I think he did a movie called Boxcar Bertha once, but uh, nothing since then. Uh, he has this documentary series called Pretend It's a City. Has anyone ever heard of this? Yes. I've seen it, but I, it didn't really appeal to me. It's a very specific style. It's uh, Martin Scorsese and Fran Lebowitz. And for those of you who don't know who Fran Lebowitz is through her writing, uh, she's a writer who has writer's block. She hasn't written a novel in about 40 years. But she is like a modern-day Dorothy Parker. She is a writer, humorous, raconteur, if you will, uh, with such a wry sense of humor. And this show is basically just Fran Leibowitz talking for seven episodes and Martin Scorsese laughing at every single thing she says, which is totally charming. And I, I think I share something in common with Fran is in that I cannot stand stupid people, like many of us, but I think Fran like really has it out for them. Yet at the same time, I'd be terrified to be her friend just because she has an opinion about everything. And this show is just three and a half hours of Fran Leibowitz and her opinions. And I found that to be so charming. She talks about everything from sports to people walking through crosswalks in New York and what she hates about New York, which in our COVID life right now is just sort of nostalgic and charming. She sits down with Alec Baldwin, Spike Lee, Olivia Wilde talks about how she should be like the nightmare of New York because it's such a big job that someone should do it during the day and that she can do it at night. Talks about books. She talks about anything you want to hear about. She talks about. So it's just fun to watch her because she's so much herself. And I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 16 of the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. In order to get the full-length episode, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month for Next Best Picture, you will get the rest of this episode, along with other exclusive podcast content from us. And you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.